Hey awesome nerds and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the weekly podcast where we rewatch and recap television shows that we really enjoy and talk about how the themes, concept and characters can be used in D&D and other RPG games. I'm your host Jeremy and I am joined by my co-host... The future Mrs. Bass. <laughs> yes, and we are talking about the <laughs> final episode of Gossip Girl 2007 Season 1, the wedding episode... Uh, episode 18, Much I Do About Nothing. Oh, what a journey. It what was a journey. a hero's journey to get to this point, Jeremy. To think 18 short episodes ago, you had barely... I think, had you watched Gossip Girl before? I had seen Gossip Girl before. I have absolutely no recollection of this episode whatsoever. So either mm, I regularly mm. skipped over and just went straight on to season two, which I can see mm, why I'd have done that. Mm. Um, or it just, it did not register. Mm. Yeah, well, you know what, though? I have given you the gift of seeing it through a deeper lens. And what I've really loved is the growth I've seen in the last couple of weeks where you've really found extra layers to Gossip Girl that even me, someone who's watched this show several times, had missed. Because this is an onion of a show, right? That's true. It is an onion. (laughs) It is an onion of a show with so many layers, can be made into a blooming onion. It can be made into onion rings. It could be like spicy onion rings. You know those ones on those Hungry Jack's burgers? I, I would it's say just, that much so like onions, options. it has layers. And much like many other things have layers, like ogres, as we learned from Shrek. <laughs> and yes, this show is also like an ogre. <laughs> as in love, lovable like Shrek? And uh, like a cult classic? And like something that has been immortalized through generations? Yes, I agree. I, I would have said takes up space and occasionally clubs me on the head with his very existence, but yeah, okay. I think we both said the same thing. Uh, it is. We're really just saying the same thing with <laughs> using different words. Yeah, just different analogies. I will admit What we're that both this... saying is that this show is amazing. Yes, it is amazing. Uh, certainly these last few weeks, as you said, I have found a deeper appreciation for the show. And watching this episode in particular, I thought there was... M- there's you said a couple of weeks ago when i said this show has suddenly got wacky that it has always been this way and Mm. i was a little hesitant at that point Mm. but now it is really kind of lent into that humor that you say was always there but i feel those first 10 episodes or so were more on the drama side of the humor like we didn't get some of the lines that we get in this in the start no, but I, I mean... I, before before yeah. you finish, I'm going to interrupt. Before, yeah. I think it's because they didn't have those 10 episodes at the start. That they didn't have the history of it to draw from. That mm. you can't get to this mm. point without of having mm. had all that stuff at the start that didn't always work. That if you don't have the first episode of Blair saying, what's she doing here? She wasn't invited. You don't have episode 16 of Jenny saying the same line. Like, you, it's just not as, it's not as good. So you've got mm, mm. to go through those first three levels. You've got to push through level one and level two and nearly getting killed by goblins to get to yeah. the final boss battle of Georgina being defeated in 10 minutes. Yeah. I think it was slightly more than 10 it minutes. It was. You're right, but, actually. It was 15. Uh, but 100%. It's very much like our D&D adventure where you have those cool little witty throwbacks and those little NPC backstories you have to go through. And that's okay. There's still gems in there in those first few, you know, levels. 
It is. It is. I honestly find the first few levels more entertaining as a player, or certainly as a dungeon master and a game master, I find them more fun than the later levels because there's more opportunity for story, in my opinion. And you're discovering more things about the world and the adventures and you've got more opportunity to kind of build something before the characters become so overwrought with power and overwrought with history that they just don't remember oh yeah this thing 30 sessions ago suddenly comes back and you're like oh yeah i'm still carrying around that goblin toe didn't we need it for something Mm. yeah i think i also prefer lower levels but i prefer more for speed as well like i find in the earlier levels you can kind of get through things a little bit faster just because things are a little bit simpler maybe i just like simple things no that can't be it um that's not it at all. Uh, yeah, I, no, I do. I actually, just, I, yeah. I find that uh, combat actually is quite simple and quite fast at, at higher levels because you get a barbarian and it hits the creature you're fighting twice and suddenly it's dead. And you're oh, like, well, that was a fun hour that I had planned that's gone down to 30 seconds. Wonderful. I've never had a combat that's gone like that. I feel you're, you're not giving your players enough magic items. Oh, but I mean, it's actually, I've never played, I've never DM'd high-level games, let's be honest. Let me just put that straight out there. But as a player, I'm in a level 10 game, and we, like, we play, We did four hours of combat, like, a few weekends ago. I'd be interested like, in that. one, it was, go- it was good, because it was interesting that there was lots of layer actions, there was lots of external stuff that would make, that kept it interesting, but I'm not going to lie, by the end of four hours, it's like, uh where's my social interactions this is because my character's not built for combat that was four and a half hours of me being like i'm just gonna step back let us know if you need something that i i'm not a healer either just (laughs) there wasn't anyone who's like cool i just polymorph the dragon and uh now it's a bunny and we're gonna keep it as a pet uh no we did polymorph one of our players they became a giant ape as you should Um, do that's always good yeah, yeah, it's super bonus. But it's a double-edged sword, though, right? Because we ended up being against a creature that couldn't get all the damage was, unless it was a magical damage or magical weapon damage, nothing was doing like it was resistant. So there then having is. a giant ape was great, but the giant ape obviously wasn't doing magical damage. So Although technically that's a spell. Should that have counted? No. That's from a polymorph <laughs> spell. It's true. It's true. But unless he's got magic fists, that's uh, not going to do anything. Let's get back to Gossip Girl. Uh, speaking yes. of giant apes. Love a wedding. Love a love wedding. A this, wedding. As I said, this is the episode Much I Do About Nothing. Uh, the title drawn oh. from the place. Shakespeare's Much uh, Ado About Nothing. Certainly my favourite mm. of Shakespeare's works. And oh. um, one that someday I want to adapt into having half orcs. And I think that would be a really fun adventure for everyone. Um, Cute. Uh, Cute. Has anyone done Shakespeare in D&D? Like, has someone yes. done, a, like, a... Of course they have. Yeah. If you really want to break it down, uh, Storm King's Thunder, the published adventure, is basically King Lear. Huh. Yeah. You have a giant king who has gone missing and you have his three daughters who are... Yeah, it's very basic. Like, it's drawing Mm. a very long bow. But there was a Dungeon Magazine article Mm. a very long time ago that was basically King Lear with giants. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a few other ones as well. There's another one in Dungeon Magazine, which is basically Macbeth, of the wood being yeah. on the move. Then you've got two drawers who is, um, I think one of them's just called Mac and the other's called Elizabeth. And it's like when you get them together, uh... it's Macbeth. Yeah, it's... D- 
Dungeon and Dragon players tend to like making silly puns and adapting things like that would be. What? I hadn't noticed. I've I never. Said, I would never use a pun in my game ever. You wouldn't. So you wouldn't. low picking fruit. That's true. Yeah. Uh, there is pop. I mean, if we're going to mind Shakespeare, Titus Adronicus is probably one to go for, honestly, because that's. Well, you know what? I've just been playing in Ben's game, which is why I'm thinking Titus Andronicus. That's probably not the, the one to, to draw from. I suspect... I do also want to do a Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be... One. Well, isn't that what... Um, uh, Into the Witch... No, Witchlight... Wild the Beyond the Witchlight? that just came out? Wild Beyond the Witchlight, thank you. And that'd I be perfect, don't... right? That whole face uh, yeah. setting. Yeah, it is perfect for it. The problem with adapting Shakespeare... Uh, and this will tie back into Gossip Girl for everybody else, mm. that so much of it is about romance and so much mm. of it about it is character interaction. And Midsummer mm. Night's Dream is a great example because you have these characters wandering through the woods and coming across fairies and Puck and Oberon, but they're not fighting them. They're just kind of having shenanigans. Mm. And um, while D&D players, I find, will do shenanigans at the drop of a hat, but as soon as you want mm. them to do shenanigans, no, no, we're on task now. We've got to fight the monster. <laughs> yeah. So I, trying to uh, trying to build an adventure yeah. around shenanigans becomes a bit trickier. Mm. You but, just have to let the, the shenanigans happen organically. It's true. True. Things An should organic happen organically. shenanigan. A shenanigan. Sh- a shenanigan. I'm glad you got to say that. Uh, so let's get back to Gossip Girl. <laughs> Let's get back to Gossip Girl. This episode was yes. directed by Norman Serious Buckley business. and written by Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. The showrunners, show creators, uh, the amazing team behind such great shows as Runaways. Uh, they're currently doing another one, which I've completely forgotten the name of. <laughs> what else did they do? They did The O.C., which was possibly their most famous work. Uh, but o. I, the O.C.? The O.C. Who's The O.C.? Not, Oh, oh. Theo C is... Um, Theo C is... Sounds yeah, like a, uh, an entrepreneur. Yeah, Theo C. I'm, I'm stealing it. Everyone out there, feel free to use that as an NPC name, uh, as your your odd sort Theo of Bart C. Bass uh, character. Your Theo C mm. who rules over the, the city with an iron fist. But this episode is uh, described by IMDb as with Serena's reputation on the line, Blair takes matters into her own hands to deal with manipulative Georgina. Mm. Which I felt feels like not much of the episode actually covered. Well, it covered. Uh, I mean, this is, this is the finale episode of season one. So as we see from that, I'm not sure if, if how you watch it, but like I get the little, you know, as previously seen. And no, they were just like pulling out, oh, so they were just pulling out loose ends like it was like a, like maypole, right? So they all had to be maypoled up before that. You know what a maypole is, right? I know what a maypole is. I'm Okay, yeah. continue. Because so, like tell, a maypole has no, so, like... See, I, I know, floppy, but that's, like maybe some string. listeners don't. So please, uh, oh, please okay. explain to everyone so, how a maypole works and why it's okay, related you, to a fertility. Great. If you no, I'm not going to go into the, the <laughs> fallacy of the okay. maypole, but I will say it's a stick that's got a bunch of ribbons off it, like a bit of loose strings hanging off it, and then you usually walk around the pole and it makes like a pretty pattern. Or if you're me in primary school, it's just a bunch of people just nodding up a bunch of strings to some poor teacher's demise. And anyway, that was the metaphor that I was using. Oh, I this see. This is like a okay. maypole. 
Yeah, it's so all it's the bringing, loose ends, and they were just like bringing them all together. They're bringing all the threads, and that suddenly become this beautiful mm. tapestry of of art. Yeah, sure, tapestry. Yeah, beautiful. Cool, cool. That's so many metaphors that we've kind of thrown into that one, but why not? Yeah. Um, I don't get the the previous on. I go straight into oh. the episode basically because I've just watched most of them. I don't need to know what happened. I've also usually just edited this podcast, so I know what's just happened. Like, we've just talked about it. Uh, I suspect we'll talk about it less in this episode. We might even get it under an hour and 20 minutes. We'll see. I don't know. I love a good wedding, Jeremy. I just want to say I've got a lot of I've got a lot of feelings about the fashion of the wedding, so buckle in. That's okay, because there's not too much plot, honestly. I feel we can oh, race that's... through. No, there is not too much plot. There is a lot of things that happen, but there is not too much is... plot. Is that not plot? Is plot not things happening? I guess. What's the definition of plot? I don't know. Someone's going to laugh. Webster's dictionary. Uh, Webster's dictionary of love is a wedding is. What am I googling? Plot. <laughs> yeah, plot of wedding is. Plot is a main event of a play, novel, film, or similar work devised and presented by the writer as an interrelated sequence. So there are many main events. Let's let's start off with okay. Where, yes. where do we let's let's, let's start off, off with the first right. scene? Okay, otherwise so, I'm going to well, go out of order. Let's quickly go with what happened last time, where um, mm. Serena dealt with a whole guilt about possibly killing a dude. Um, mm-hmm. Georgina's true identity was revealed. Uh, mm-hmm. Serena ran to find Dan and Georgina was all like, I'm going to sleep with him because they'd broken up and there was a whole lying thing about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. you could just, just go back and listen to our previous episode if you don't remember. Yeah. But yeah. this one opens with uh, Serena standing outside Central Park, love the location, um, mm. calling Dan for like the 50th time saying, I'm leaving a message. I'm going to come see you. I'm, I haven't been able yeah. to sleep. I, I'm going to come see you and jumps in the cab and goes to yeah. see him. Yeah. Early and, morning... Yeah. Whatever the opposite of a booty call is. A hearty call. Sure. Yeah, it is a hearty call. Yeah. But and she's not the only one that's up early. Uh, Rufus and Lily are spooning in bed looking super adorable. Uh, I'm guessing this is in uh, Lily's What day room? is it? It's Lily's wedding day. Yeah. What? Lily? Yeah. The Humphrey men. What are you doing, Lily? The Humphrey men getting some action. Um though only one of the Vanderwoodson women is. And Rufus gets a call and both of them are like, oh my God. Uh, but Rufus says, oh my God, is because he's just been invited on tour. Lincoln Hawk okay, so is back. Can we just talk about what tour promoter is calling out? Because I'm okay, let's just time this. So Serena is like, I haven't slept. It seems like it's like fairly early morning. She's like, I'm just coming over. It seems like it's like 7 a.m., right? I'd say 6.30, but yeah. Cool. What tour promoter, like, I don't have a lot of experience with the music industry, but from the very little experience I do have, mm. I don't believe any tour promoter is up checking their emails and calling people at 6.30 a.m. I don't think this tour promoter would have emails. Otherwise, they would have tried to email Rufus. Uh, they're well aware that Rufus doesn't have emails because he can't use a phone <laughs> at all. I would suspect that this um, producer has been up all night doing coke uh and has just oh. heard about this whole thing that rufus did the night before he's like no i'm gonna get that guy right now 
and that's why oh, he's okay. calling at 6.30 in the right. morning. Cool. So it's not that they have woken up early to get worked out. It's that they have no. not got to sleep. That's right. Yeah. On board with it now? Perfectly plausible. Carry on. Fantastic. As you were. Cool. Mm. So um, he explains that to Lily, and Lily's a little shook. Uh, since she has remembered that it is her wedding day today and she just mm. fucked her ex. Um, mm. Possibly in her bed? It's not clear. That doesn't look like Rufus's bed. Oh, it's definitely not the loft. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she says thank you for last night. Then Bart calls and Rufus is like, oh, mm. maybe I should answer because that's the, the running gag in this show that whoever you just had sex with answers the phone when your, your actual partner calls. Um, yeah. and Lily answers and all like, no, no, that's right. You can't see me before the wedding. It's, it's bad luck. Um, mm. trying to cover the fact that she just fucked Rufus. Mm. It's like, you can't, you can't cover that. She's not the only one waking up beside someone that she probably shouldn't have. Uh, as Blair wakes up fully dressed beside Chuck. Gun. I, Unfortunately, all the podcast listeners can't hear the noise Meek just made because it just blew the levels out. And we're just <laughs> like, cool, I've got to, I've got to protect the world from the high pitchedness of that squee. Oh, it's so, it's the best. Oh, I love this. this I love this. I hadn't noticed. Uh, I quite liked it as well. It was a bit tricky for me because I am on the record as not liking Chuck. Mm. And there's good reason. He tried to assault Jenny and Serena in the first episode Uh, and he's been kind of a dick for most of the season Um, and then he kind of came around and this scene he and Blair are flirting but not the angry painful flirting that we've seen from them up until this point Mm -mm. like they're just doing it playfully and fun and that this is what I was saying that we don't get this wackiness in the earlier part Mm. you still get the same lines but there's hurt behind it and now it's just, oh, this is what we do. We just play and we flirt and we say, yeah, I bet your ass. Like, yeah, I bet your ass. Your ass is great kind of stuff. And it's like, mm, yeah, that wasn't there before. No. So it has It's almost like there's something there that wasn't there before. Huh, interesting. Interesting. I wonder if that's from something. It's almost changed. Anyway, they have in fact been up all night plotting to get back at Georgina and then they've fallen asleep fully clothed. Uh, but Chuck flees. Uh, he does a Serena, well, he doesn't do a Serena exit. No one does a Serena exit in this episode, I don't think. Uh, because he's got to get his oh, best man's speech. His, uh, his bag, mm. best man's speech for his father's wedding that day. So off he goes. Yeah. Uh, we've got Nate reconnecting with his dad, who I forgot the name of. So most of my notes just call him the captain. I have since remembered his name being Howard, but it's the most milk toast name. So I don't really care. Yeah. Let's call him Cap. Cappy for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Capitano. Capitano. Uh, apparently yeah. rehab's going really well because he's running around with Nate yeah. and they seem fit. Yeah. And the trial's going to yeah. be great and he's going to be a free man. Yeah. And it's all awesome. Everything's yeah. coming up, Archibald. It is. The uh, ball is going up. The bald has gone up. Okay, sure. <laughs> it seems something is, is not, something is rotten in the state of Denmark, though, as he has mm. to cover for what his wife will not be at the ceremony yes uh there's like a leak i mean haven't you ever turned down your very good friend's wedding because you were having some landscaping done no no see i just assumed he oh. was covering for because they were going to get divorced mm. Mm. no that's a fair assumption yeah 
He's like, oh, he's putting on a brave face for Nate. It's like, no, 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 no. Your mother's just not coming down. It's fine. Everything's good. And then he sends Nate off and takes this phone call. Because uh, Nate wants him to meet Vanessa. He wants them both to meet Vanessa. Because hmm. he's dating Vanessa now. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Let's yeah, screw the, they have the, the odd cute, partners. They had the cute, the cute little date, date kiss, kissy date last episode. Last episode? Or the episode before where they fucked in the cafe? Ah, that's right. I apologize. Yeah. They had the cute... Kissy datey thing two episodes ago. <laughs> they they are kind of cute, honestly. They are super cute. Yeah. It's just that they're from other worlds. They're from so we'll they're from two different later. worlds. Two different worlds. From two different worlds. Mm. It just, it just won't work when you got to go to Brooklyn from the Upper East Side. Uh, so the captain gets a call. It's suspicious. Apparently, he needs someone to meet him uh, after the ceremony. It's like cool. He's doing drugs again. Great. No, no surprise there. Yep. Okay. Uh, Serena running to the loft, knocking on the door. The door opens. Dan's there. She doesn't let him say anything, just kind of grabs him and kisses him and says, it's so great that you're here. And obviously you didn't sleep with Georgina. How great is that? I'll try to explain everything, all the things. But um, Georgina is there. Oh. Yep. Well, great. Sarah slash... I mean, we know so, she's come out that yeah, Georgina's all know she's there. Georgina but... now. Yeah. 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 Uh, not not great for that and that's where the ad break plays it's like boom she's there dun 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 now uh, did she or didn't she that music has reminded me of something Hmm. uh, that we're a spoiler free podcast yes though it doesn't really matter in this episode because it doesn't actually come up the gossip girl is a, a named character it's not just the name of the show it is actually a character in the show as well and there is one particular character uh, who is Gossip Girl that we have met. Mm. Now, this is revealed in the very final episode of the show that I happen to know. And we normally tell our listeners now, so when they're re-watching with us, they know to look for the signs that this character is, in fact, Gossip Girl. So we will reveal it now. Mm. Uh, Mika, are you mm. ready to be shocked? Are you ready to be shocked? I don't know if I'm, I'm ready, but it's, let's okay, try. Well, let's see. It's coming anyway. Gossip Girl okay. is actually Dan Humphrey. <gasps> what? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I did not see it coming either, even though I already knew. And to tell the truth, in this episode, it does not fucking matter. No. Yeah. Gossip Girl is such a non-entity in this episode and has been for a lot of the season, now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe it's that Gossip Girl is busy because Dan's busy with the wedding and the whole... I mean, there's a bit happening for Dan this episode. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'll give you that. You know, so this is probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Dan's busy. Dan's got some stuff going on, so he can't do his normal blasts and tweeting about everyone, what they're wearing and who's wearing what at the wedding, which is probably what he'd normally be doing. Mm. Or complaining about not getting invited, which is the other thing he'd be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, speaking of Dan... Uh, Georgina tries to play innocent and is all like, oh, I didn't know, Serena. I thought you two had broken up and I was just, I'm just going to get out of the way so you two can talk it out. And Serena's about to fucking stab her. Yes. So great. Hockey field Serena comes back out. Oh, I've missed that Serena. Yeah. Right? The one with just And Dan smacks- looks like shook. Yeah. Dan's like, what is this? Yeah. He doesn't know that Serena can throw hands. So mm-hmm. it's, she's suddenly hotter again. It's like, what? What? Didn't realize that. 
Uh, anyway, um, Georgina leaves, thankfully, and Serena's like, I will tell you everything, Dan. I'm going to, oh, no, sorry. She threatens Georgina and says, I'm going to tell him everything. Tell him all the secrets. Yeah. Uh, and she does. She sits yeah. him down and tells him start to finish everything that's happened. From being yep. like, hey, I might have accidentally killed a guy. But as soon as I realized I didn't and, well, assayed myself, assailed? I don't know. There's a word. Um, there's a word that means felt better about. Mm. Uh, she, as soon as she I don't did know that, what that word is. I don't yes. either. Assaged? You know what? Someone write in. Someone write in and tell me. I always like to learn new words. So, uh, once she'd assaged herself with the guilt, off she goes to tell Dan. And that's when she, he finds her with Georgina and it's a whole thing. And he's like a bit of crazy. And Dan's like... I don't even know how to process that. It's a lot of information for 40 seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's kind of just like, we're cool, right? Yeah, we're good like now. Like I told you this, so we're cool now, right? We're cool. Yeah. yeah. We're cool, cool. Uh, Dan's not so cool with that. There's a moment when she says, we're cool. We're just going to, we're just going to move on. Like, like this, this is water under the bridge. I'm just going to forget. I'm just going to pretend that you and you, you weren't here with Georgina. You yeah. This didn't happen. It's yeah. Like, ooh, ooh, the repression. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys totally just didn't sleep together and that's totally fine. So we're totally just going to just ignore this. Yeah, yeah. It's healthy. Yeah. You two just yeah. fell asleep and uh, that's why she needed the same clothes and nothing actually happened. And it's okay. Goodbye. I'm mm. going to go. But before she leaves, she drops another bombshell. Mm. Uh, she tells him. I feel that this is her trying to convince him that they should be together, that theirs is forever love. Yeah. That theirs well, is epic. That's and... literally what she says. Is it? Oh. Right. Okay. Probably. Uh, that when Lily wanted to run away with Rufus, Rufus, that's their name. That's their pup. Lufus. Lufus. <laughs> that's it their sounds opinion. a bit like lupus and sometimes I when know. they get together, it's, it's not great. I think Matthew Settle might have been in a production of hair and there's a joke about everyone in hair getting lupus i think that was a seinfeld thing anyway when lily wanted to run away with lupus <laughs> i said i can't stop it now when lily wanted to run away with rufus mm. serena was the one that said don't because the dan and serena were forever and she didn't mm. want to mess with that which is a, a which is big news big news for for dan yeah do you reckon he's he's upset because she said forever, or do you think he's upset because she's like, man, I like have like cock blocked my dad. Um, that like, is do you think tough. it's because him and Rufus are so close that he's like, ah, oh, sugar, ice, honey, iced tea. Or um, that does sound exactly like what Dan Humphrey would say. Uh, it's hard to say. I think it's probably more the first one. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been, we've kind of, we, when we went through this, the first I love you episode in that, but like the first time people are, you know, getting serious with you, like that is a big deal. Yeah. As we find out later in the episode, foreshadowing. Ooh. Yeah. I think there's something a bit later in the episode that kind of sums up how Dan's feeling. Well, he does tell us, but also that this isn't just because she says forever. It's like, other stuff that she's doing it's not just the the lily element mm. uh and then he calls blair he's like i must call yeah. Blair because blair knows all 
And I will, I'm going to say, because we get a scene with them later, uh, we don't get yeah. enough Dan Blair in this show. No. Well, not yet, but yes. Well, that, no, that's the season. thing. I shouldn't have to wait, wait through a year of television to get to the good characters. Like, this was <laughs> 18 weeks of not much Dan Blair to get to a second season where there might be some more Dan Blair. It's like, that's, that's, not, that's not worth it. We'll, we'll put that on hold for a moment. Because we get mm. the creepiest scene in the episode. And this is an episode with Chuck Bass. Uh, but this is the creepiest scene. Where Lily meets with Bart in an empty apartment. Where he's ominously uh, staring out the window. In the build, the first building he bought. Yeah, and I have questions about that. Very sentimental. Because okay. apparently he goes back there when he's feeling like... When he just wants to see the building and kind of remember where he came from. And all those kind of things. Mm. And like... And it's like the remembrance of the past. I'm like, is this apartment always empty then? Like, does he leave this apartment ah. empty so he can come and ruminate? Like a pondering. I mean, if yeah. I had Bart Bass money, I would have a pondering room somewhere in the city. See, I'd be more like, okay, cool. Every time one of those apartments is empty, I'm just going to come down and do that. Like, I'm going to find out which one is empty rather than have one empty one all the time. Because it looks but pretty what nice. If money- Bart's not poor. Really? Right? Bart is he, Bart isn't a Bart is no Dan Humphreys or Rufus Humphreys. Do you know how and he got not got, to be poor? You know how he got to be rich? Mm. By not having empty apartments. Yeah, but now he is rich, so now he can. This is why oh, I want I to be successful and rich. Oh, okay, so you I can want... also stand around in empty apartments. Yeah. Yeah. So I could have one in like inner city Melbourne. I could have one like empty apartment, say in like I don't know, Sydney. Sure. I was trying to think of another. Do you know what I was trying to think of? Another freaking suburb in Melbourne. And do you know how like <laughs> honestly, my head was like, I thought of my own suburb. I was like, no, we don't really have any high rises here. And then my brain was just trying to think of another suburb Box in Hill. Melbourne. And that's yeah, great, cool. I would have a thinking room in Box Hill. Very good. One in the city. A Let's sauna just list off suburbs in Melbourne. You know what? This is what people Doncaster. come to this podcast for. That's you right. Just hear suburb- me list off suburbs in Melbourne poorly. Uh, the city of Melbourne, if you'd like to sponsor us, the email address is <laughs> dnd and tvpod at gmail.com. We will do um, a separate podcast and we just spend 40 minutes a week listing off suburbs. In alphabetical That's order. it, though. We don't talk about them. No, no. We we'll just list them. list them. The first episode will be in alphabetical order. The second episode will be from shortest to longest uh, in terms of letters. Mm. Then we'll do them in the number of characters when we translate them into Japanese. Uh, anyway, yeah. it's going to be a whole thing. And then we'll have a free jazz one where yeah. it's just fucking whatever. Yeah, that's at least a month's worth of podcasting right there. Yeah. If you'd and... like to hear that podcast, email Jeremy ASAP. Because <laughs> we, we have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. If you want to hear that. Come jump on our Patreon. We'll do and, it. And if you support enough, uh, the Patreon enough, maybe we too, like Bart Bass, can stand in an empty room and stare mm. out a window. Ponder. Uh, however, he's not pondering. He's using the apartment as a metaphor. Uh, a metaphor for Lily's relationship with Rufus. Because mm. he says to her that maybe it's time that I let this old thing go, even if it reminds me of the past. And what that do you good. think, Lily? And just... He, the way he says it's like, what do you think I should do? And I was like, is he gonna is he gonna kill her? Mm. Like, yeah, Bart Bass definitely has some like serial killer energy. Not gonna lie, 
you've been building this up like all season, like Bart Bass, not good dad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. All this episode, I'm like, is this when he turns? Is this the episode he turns? Is that why it's a season finale? Is he going to have Rufus killed? Like, what's going to happen? Mm. Uh, spoiler, he doesn't. This episode, he's fine. The thing doesn't happen. This episode, fucking nothing happens. He, oh my he god, to, so much happens. He says to Lily, "Hey, can you let this Lily thing go?" And Lily goes, Rufus. "Yes." That's like peak something happening. Okay, but she's like, also says, "Yes, you should let the apartment go." And he's like, "Cool, can you do that too?" And she's like, "Yes, I can." It's like she's she's giving up her past to be with Bart, and that's it's it's growth. Well done, Lily. Uh, and then we she get my favorite. Don't know. Keep what? going. I'm not going okay. to say what I was going to say. And then we get my favorite scene, which is Dan and Blair together, doing Dan and Blair mm. stuff and um, mm. plotting and shenanigans. And this, yeah. this is what I tune in to this show to see: shenanigans. Mm. Uh, I don't ask for much, this, but I ask yeah. for shenanigans. I love the fact that Blair's like, "Oh, you're good at lying, Dan." It's like, "Yeah, Blair, because that's Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. You see, next to Gossip Girl." Mm-hmm. Like, that's right. Hidden in plain sight. Yeah, he is leaving a voicemail for Georgina, uh, calling her Sarah because he's leaving it on Sarah's number, uh, and basically saying, "Oh, we've been thinking about last night, and we really need to talk." Um, things with, yeah, just kind of that. I really want to see you. Uh, and Georgina yeah. calls back immediately. Mm, of course um, she does. And. Dan's all like, oh, yeah, it's over with Serena. I just couldn't uh, after everything last night. And there's a moment where Blair's like, what? What's last night? What's going on? There's gossip here. Yeah. You gossip girl. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, Georgina's like, yes, I've won. I'm definitely going to meet you at the park and hangs up. And this is when Blair's like, you're just a great liar, Humphrey. We should do this more often. Yeah. They really should. And we were all like, Yes. Mm. I wish we'd had 18 episodes of those two, to tell the truth. That would have been a lot more fun than some of the stuff we got. Uh, but has also pointed out, being like, hey, so about this this last night thing, what's what's the deal with that? And Dad's like, no, just lying again. Totally lying. Nothing, yeah. nothing going on there. Nothing sus. Uh, and then we get the climax of the episode of this plot, which, as you said, everything's kind of been drawn out from the previous episodes with Georgina's build-up and introduction and the problems with Serena and causing all the the trauma with Dan, uh, where they're just kind of walking together and talking about how great last night was. And Georgina says, I think we should be together forever. And Dad's like, no, no, you're Georgina, you're bad. Honestly, Dan, last night was fun, but... I didn't really know what it would all mean to you. Well, I, I normally don't jump into things like that, so so when I do, it means a lot. Me too. That's why I think we should be together forever. Georgina, look, Serena told me everything. All right, and I believe it. No, you don't understand. She, she was upset and, and jealous. I'm sure she told you all kinds of things to make you think the worst of me. No, just stop it. I never meant for this to happen, but it did. And I know you feel it too. I mean, how else do you explain last night? I don't know. I don't know, and I wish I could. So you're just gonna go back to Serena like nothing happened and just leave me all alone? Oh, you're not alone, G. I'm here now, and I brought some people who really, really want to see you. I think you remember your parents. 
The only thing feared by the spawn of Satan? Mom and Dad. Leave it to Blair Waldorf to know that bitches don't just happen, they're made. By parents even more wicked than their offspring. Okay, um, Mom, Dad, th this is not what you think. You have to believe me. There, there, Georgie. It's gonna be okay. No, this time it won't. Or it won't. Your parents were so worried, G. They told me everything. How you're supposed to be on the equestrian circuit, but sold your show pony for cocaine. That was a difficult time, but I, I put that behind me. When? When you were in rehab? It's hard to get clean when you hitchhike into town, steal a credit card, and book a ticket to Ibiza. You didn't see where they sent me. I mean, that place was awful. It was, it was in Utah. At least I lasted longer than Lohan. We were trying to help. I've had enough. I have to go. Georgina, stop. Yes, stay, Georgina. I'll go. Oh. That reminds me, I almost forgot to leave you with the information I discussed with your parents. What's this? Where you're going? A boot camp for troubled girls. Blair was kind enough to do some research. Haven't you heard? I'm the crazy bitch around here. Have fun in reform school. Yeah. And reveals everything. And, and then he just kind of like, it's slightly awkward how he like bounces out, right? Yeah. Like. Just wanders out of frame. He's pretty much like, yeah. I think that I think honestly, he's scared. I think he's like, oh, yeah. he, he knows should. what Blair is capable of, and it's just like, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's literally like he reveals to Georgina, "I know you're Georgina, and Serena told me everything, and you're fucking crazy." Uh, and yeah. Georgina does, but not panics. as crazy as. That's right, not as crazy as Blair, who's standing right yeah. there and is like, "Hi, I'm here, and guess what? I brought your parents." And a creepy valet. Yeah, slash security guard slash. Can yeah. we could we quickly go through some of the things that Georgina has done, um, to like some of the the wild stuff that she's done since we the before she arrived in New York. Yes, uh, yes. selling her equestrian pony. That's yes, one of my, for, for cocaine. For cocaine, that's one of my favorites. Um, yep. The breaking out of the, the Utah rehab facility and hitchhiking yep. with a stolen credit card to go to Ibiza. Uh, that was another yep. good one. Um, so far, it still seems like a college kid, like just hijinks to me. I mean, yep. apart from the selling the pony for cocaine. So good. I mean, have we all not in D&D sold probably like a stupid item? Because you like, you want a magical item and you're 500 gold short and you go through that inventory, you're like, I don't know what's this worth. What's this worth? What's this worth? Can I just sell? I'll just sell this, yeah. right? I've got this. We've got. Hey, we've had horses. Those horses we forgot about for ten seconds. I'm going to sell them. Those were rented. Know, that doesn't matter. Them. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I haven't fed them for like weeks, but like <laughs> they're still here. Horse limb is good, sell right? Them. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's pretty much spot on. What I think it exact is exactly. It's like, what do I have? Yeah. What do I have? Well, I like my shoes, but there's a horse. Yeah. And I can sell the yeah. horse. Like, who did she sell it yeah. to? Doesn't matter. Did, I didn't ask did questions. She, did she sell the horse for money and then use the money to buy cocaine? Or did she trade the horse for a packet of cocaine? I would like to think that somewhere, wherever she went to dressage school, there's a drug dealer in that town that deals exclusively in <laughs> equestrian horses. Whose daughter is very pleased to have a pony right now. <laughs> I, I also love expensive, that. yo. Damn, yeah. I, I can okay. kind of, yeah, I can kind of see. Um, it just, it's just so weird. I love there's also the drive-by with Lindsay Lohan on, on Lindsay Lohan as well. I spent longer in, Lin, in rehab than Lindsay Lohan did. It's like, yeah. dude, 
Not cool. This show like, also dates itself in statements like that. Yeah, but it's still like she went to rehab. It's like, don't yeah, attack someone who's gone to rehab. I. This is part of when the show kind of throws me out of it. And I'm a little bit like, why am I watching this? It's like, that's just a mean, cheap shot at someone. Mm. And they have a lot of mean, cheap shots, which fits with the whole gossip element, but it's not necessary. Yeah. But it was also yeah. 2007, and that's what people did. I mean, it was the height of the Joss Whedon, you're mean to be funny um, element. Mm. And I say that as a, yeah. as a Buffy fan. Um, mm. But that's, that's kind of what we did back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that little bit of a downer, I do want to bring up a D&D point because oh. we're only literally 15 minutes into the episode of Gossip Girl. We're about 40 minutes mm-hmm. into the episode of D&D and TV. That this is the end of Georgina. She's off to boot camp. Uh, Blair wins. That's the end of that plot line. Is it though? Well, it is for this season and this is the, <laughs> the important thing. That this is the end of that, and it's such an anticlimax. Like, is it? it this feels... is the diplomatic. I feel like this is like the diplomatic solution to instead of fighting the big bad with like combat, this is like this is this is spoilers crit roll. This is Caleb pulling out the you know what's it called the dodecahedron. The dodeca, yeah, whatever its name the is. The beacon. Like I want to say, I want to call it lithium. It's not lithium. It's the Luxon beacon. Luxon Beacon. I knew it started with that. This is Kayla pulling out the Luxon and going, oh, we're about to be in big trouble. And because you know, although it might feel anticlimactic right now, you know that it's not the end. No, it's set up well enough that you know she's coming back in a future season. Isn't this like, just Strahd bamping out of, like, all the time? Well, yeah, but that's yeah. only when he wants to. Like, he can easily beat someone's ass if he wants, if he really wants to. It's not because he's afraid. I'm a stride apologist, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, well, yeah. I feel that it's a little... I mean, I like it when it goes wacky. I've said before that mm-hmm. I'm here for the shenanigans and the hijinks. But there was, like, significant terror in Serena. Like, this is someone who created a sex tape. This is somebody who drugged Serena's drink. This is somebody who lied mm-hmm. about who she was for months. And the response or the the boss battle is lol your parents are here now you're off to boot camp ha ha i'm like uh maybe i also I feel like, like i don't know how arrested. strict were your parents were your parents like super strict growing up because like if i had the choice if i had honestly like if this was me and mm. i had the choice between when i was this age of like the police or my parents i would have got in a police car because my parents were terrifying to me i'm i'm yeah I can see why she's more concerned about her parents, but she they're going to a... cut her off financially. Oh yeah, she's well, going to yeah, like, obviously. and that's the bigger problem when you're um you're in Gossip Girl world. Yeah, money. There just feels like um. To me, it felt anticlimactic. Mm. That's and I'm, fair. I'm wondering in your games, do mm. you ever feel when you're running games, particularly if you come across a boss? Mm. Does it ever feel anticlimactic when the party just goes cool and we we polymorph them? Hey, we we talk them out of it. It's like, but there was supposed to be this big battle, and you're supposed to like really get inside what why they're being evil. And they just go, yeah, don't care. Yeah, 
it does, but also I think that is the unfortunate, that is the weight of a DM. Like that is mm. something we just have to carry, right? In our job as being Dungeon Masters is that you have to go in knowing that even the best laid plans or the best things you've played out might not happen. And it sucks, it does, but also yep. you, you make it up in other ways. Like there's other wins you get that I find, I find personally even it out. But I have absolutely had, like you've just said, polymorph. I had like a big bad that I'd written a full on freaking monologue for and my group polymorphed them into a rat, put them in a cage. They rolled like, like under five, three times in a row or something ridiculous. And then they just put a weight in the cage and threw it over the ocean. And then I, you know, what was fun about that battle though, was that all the planning I'd done and monologuing, I then spent 15 minutes uh, finding out what the like velocity of a rat falling to the ocean would be and how long it would have to fall for before it to drown. And mm-hmm. then for that person to come back up to then lose its hit points again to not come up. Fun. Fun. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about but as you a know player, what? Kind of funny now in hindsight. Funny in hindsight. What about as a player though? Have you been in a situation where like, yeah, this is a really build up and then the fight or the the res- resolution wasn't quite as um satisfying i mean i died once that kind of sucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like as in like everyone it, i think the, the part for that was like seeing that we actually succeeded at the thing but not being able to join in that like with a character right because my character just died that yeah. that was uh that was a that was a day like but good though because it also makes it interesting because then you're like, well, what's the, and how the party deals with that character death is also super fascinating and, mm. you know, interesting to to watch from the outside. Um, but no, I'm pretty lucky. I've got a, yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm glad yeah. you've got that. Jealous, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> and I think this is actually, I mean, I said I was disappointed in it and I mm. still am. I feel that they could have stretched out another five minutes and built up some of the tension a little bit more rather than just like yeah. in the park and now he's revealed it and now she's off to boot camp bye like blair won very mm. easily in this she mm. didn't feel like she really needed to try much at all uh so yeah. which in case she makes a very good player character because at certain levels you just don't try you just go cool i hit them and they're dead um mm. however this does mean if this was a, a role-playing game i feel like you've got through that and now the rest of the session which might be another two hours is the denouement where you talk about where mm. do the characters go from here? What do they do? Mm. What do you have that that kind of debrief winding down the epilogue of that plot line and potential futures? But the good thing in this, if, if we're using it, for, is that there's a, there's another event happening. There's the wedding. So yeah. despite the fact that they've had the boss battle in the morning, you're like, well, you better get to that wedding. And so you as a DM can already have other like bits of the maypole starting to come back undone and flick around over in the wedding mm-hmm. for them to grab onto. And then you've got the feast on the other side of the maypole that they just go to afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of where they, they head off to. We've got a little bit of getting ready for the Love wedding. The wedding. Oh, I love um, a good wedding. <laughs> we get uh, Rufus packing for the tour. Yes, and... very quick. Yeah. Very quick, but yes, but yes, he does. It's it's too I'm, sweet. I'm now wondering if the tour promoter was like, oh shit, this guy's just OD'd. We need another act real fast. Hey, Lincoln <laughs> Hawk's really big right now. We can get him on a bus, right? And that's why they're calling at 6.30 in the morning because they've just mm. got out of the hospital dealing with this. Maybe. 
because it, it happens very fast. It's dark mirror, but it does, it does. But also, Lincoln Hawk had a you Lincoln know Hawk. amazing night. Lincoln they did Hawk. do pretty well. They were they were performing with Lisa Loeb. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Dan points out, "Hey, uh, Rufus, you didn't come home tonight. I'm very well aware of that because you weren't here when I got here." Kind of thing. Um, and I'm also going to the wedding. But mm-hmm. he also tells Rufus, hey, so Serena revealed about this whole thing about why Lily chose to go back to Bard instead of seeing you. And I don't know what that means, but I feel like you should know. Yeah. Uh, so Rufus yeah. nicks off. And hey, Jenny's in this episode. Hey, Jenny. And getting her real name for once. Yeah. Have we, I, th- I feel like have we evolved past it? We have when she when okay. she came clean and stopped being like the the Blair two point uh, She mm. advanced past Raggedy McGurchin waffles and became just Jenny Humphrey or Little J. Little J, oh yeah. bless! And this is, I feel like this is great for you as well, Jeremy. You know what? Well done, well done, you. Raggedy McGurchin waffles will always have a special place in my heart. It is one of my favorite names ever. Great, uh, but she's Maybe made a dress we'll for Vanessa. Make an NPC. Yes. Everyone should have an NPC now, from the Coach and Waffles. Now, you yeah. want to say something about this dress because we're into the I fashion do. territory. We're into the Meek, okay. Meek special. This is why you chose this show. <gasps> it? It, it, look, it's a definitely... Uh, the, the fashion is another character. Like they say, fashion is another character in Sex and the City. Fashion is another character in Gossip Girl. I should hope This so. fucking dress. Okay. This fucking dress. Now, it was 2007, so mm-hmm. I'll forgive it there. But Ginny Humphreys, what yeah. are you thinking? This is the one Those that looks sleeves, like Those sleeves, that chul that color this is the one that looks like a sunset threw up on an orange and turned into a tissue right yeah now okay. it was very in 07 everything was very matchy it was not uncommon to have the blue fascinated with the blue dress with the different shade of blue shoes and we've got we're seeing that color blocking coming back now uh so that is not uncommon but that shade and you know what gets me it's the chul it's the it's the chul poking out at the bottom that's a pet hate of mine from when i used to do my pinup stuff it's a pet hate it's like an undergarment it's like you may as well walk around with your jocks out so put it away, Jenny. This is why, I mean, she's a beginning designer though. So well done on her and being creative and getting started in a very hard industry. Okay, but Jenny but fuck Humphrey- that dress. It's ugly. <laughs> Jenny Humphrey didn't actually create that dress. Like an actual designer, somebody who worked on the show created that dress. <laughs> actually, I wonder who did make it. Okay, Hang you- on, I should have Googled this. Th- why did have... I not think I googled all the other designers I just knew this dress was ugly that's why I didn't want to know who made it but you're right you are right someone paid money to... in my head I'd forgotten that Jenny wasn't real I was like <laughs> oh well, you, she's a kid it is kind oh of implied God. that this is a nice dress like Dan is stunned by seeing Vanessa oh, in this dress da- okay Dan's freaking dress sense for this whole series can get in the seat and, like look, that that may just be Vanessa because Jessica Zoa is hot like that Jessica oh, all, it makes mean, it work. She wears it well. She yeah. wears it well. Absolutely. Yeah. While you're Googling the um, the the designer, I'm going to quickly run through some of the other stuff that happens in the, the plot. Uh, so they okay. arrive at the wedding. Uh, Blair finds yeah. Chuck and basically fills him in. Oh, yeah, by the way, um, the whole thing with Georgina worked out great. Didn't need you. Dan helped out instead. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and Chuck and Blair kind of flirt a little bit until she grabs him and goes, no, no. The thing with Georgina, that was it. We're done now. Bye-bye. And I think kicks him in the leg and says, break a leg. And he's like, yes, I think yes. you just did. It's like, oh, yeah, that's not cute. fun banter. They need to go and take lessons from Lily and Rufus. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, don't physically hurt people. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so Nate and the captain arrive and it's super icy between Chuck and Nate. Uh, but I believe, is it now that he apologizes? No, he doesn't. Oh, that's right. The captain's all like, oh, it doesn't matter who the girl was. She can't have been that special. Um, yeah. And does Chuck say, I Nate's agree? Like, and Nate's like, no, no, that's where we disagree. Oh, well, Nate says that's what the problem is. Because oh, I think the, Nate's yeah. problem still at this stage is that Nate still thinks that Chuck just screwed Blair for sport. Yeah. Um, he still, because because Chuck's been like, oh, you know, being all Chucky. But like, we find out that he doesn't actually, he actually it's might like, like, like her. We're true. We'll find that out in a little bit. Um, yes. uh, before that, we get Blair and Serena talking about marriage and stuff. And I didn't really pay much attention to this. It didn't seem like a very important scene, to tell the truth. Mm. Um, when we come back around, well, when, once Meeks discovered the designer of all the dresses, uh, we'll I talk about I think there Blair is a designer, and... which is probably for the best. <laughs> Someone didn't want to own up to it. Or you'd just be slandering them on our podcast. Well, I'd find something good to say about it. I tried to be mostly positive. But, All right, well, oh, let's jump this, back. I, I, oh, I'm just let's looking talk at about... It. It's just making me angry again. It's making me you, more angry. You want to talk about um, Blair and Serena's dresses here, don't you? I do. Okay. So Blair's dress, fine. It's it's lovely. To be honest, definitely not even in my top 10 favourite Blair Waldorf outfits. She's wearing pink to really a wedding. Why not? Yeah, look, it's the tulip hem for me. It's the, like, ribbon. Like, it's, it's very shapeless. It's the, I don't like the fascinator situation going on. It's too close to the head. It's too plasticky. Don't like it. Blair does much better when she does, like, classic vintage kind of feels, that kind of noir kind of 450s. The cute dress she wears later on. Anyway, I'll talk about that later. Anyway, sure. Blair's wedding dress, solid fine. Again, you see a lot of collar blocking. Serena's outfit though. Can we just appreciate that freaking yellow dress with the black gloves and the black oh it's amazing. She it looks like a sunflower. Amazing. She does look like a sunflower. And those ruffles and the fact that she just looks so long and like ruffly. And the fact it's not a classic bridesmaid outfit is just so good. Yeah. I am of the opinion that Serena is a as a brain of sunshine most of the time. Uh, and when she's not, she is a very hot, like she's a dragging down spiral of rain clouds. And this dress sums up everything about her. That it's this beautiful yeah. yellow and beaming. And then you have these just patches of darkness through it. Yeah, that's kind of, that's definitely, re- yes. <laughs> that's yes. definitely not reaching. <laughs> no, I was going to say that's definitely, no, that's, that's great. That's, I, that's good. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I I feel like as well. I don't know if this is spoil. Can I spoil like the end the of, the rest of the series? Episode? Can we do that now? Since it's oh, you no, mean Gossip Girl like, is Dan Humphrey? Yeah, well, like another spoiler on top of that. Um, I don't think we're coming back to this to tell the truth. So sure, go nuts. All right. Spo- if Great. anyone if doesn't want spoilers, to... yeah, looks turn up the sound down now. All right. So, uh, spoilers. Serena ends up getting married right at the end of the season. Spoilers. It's Gasp. Dan. Doubles, triple spoilers. She wears a gold wedding dress, which I think is possibly an homage to this yellow dress that we see her and Dan first have this situation in. Well, there you go. I would agree that. That's and your thing about the sunshine there matches her wearing a gold wedding dress. Yeah, yeah. She's all about the gold. Hmm. 
I was going to say, because she a gold digger, but that's not true. So she speaking of gold diggers, um, the captain mm. is spotted by Chuck speaking with some shady guy. And the, mm. he's all like, hey, you were supposed to show up after the ceremony and the reception when no one's going to notice I'm going to leave. And the guy just wants money. So the Archibald Senior gives him this thick wad of cash and nicks off. And Chuck's like, someone needs to watch that man. Yeah. Because um, he spe- suspects knows. he's doing drugs again. Why wouldn't mm. Yeah, uh, rightly so. Lily is getting ready and Rufus shows up. Just boom, ad break. It's like, seriously, Rufus. He pops in through the mirror. It's very cute. Oh, my God. Oh, Rufus. Rufus, Rufus, Rufus. Oh, well. Um, anyway, they have a discussion about their relationship and kind of a back and forth and a little bit of, it's been 20 years. Yeah, but we still haven't got it right. Uh, mm-hmm, if it's mm-hmm. taking 20 years, maybe it's not going to be right. And Maybe this is just it. Yeah. And that she's happy with Bart. It's not just that he's rich. I mean, it helps that he's rich. But yeah. she seems to really like Bart. Yeah. So, but at the ceremony, she's running very late, obviously. Uh, Dan and Vanessa arrive, obviously running even later than Lily is. Yes. It's like if yes. Lily wasn't running late, they'd be coming in midway through the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, though, they kind of get the fact that, like, Lily was going to be late. Like, I think everyone's, you, you know how you've got that friend in your circle that if you wanted to be at dinner at 7.30, you tell them it's at 7? Mm. Well, Lily I'm knows usually that friend. That too, that too. Yeah, I'm well aware of trying to organise you to record this podcast <laughs> when you need to actually be ready. Uh, however... Dan and Vanessa have a quick talk about his relationship with Serena before they go in, because this is the best time to have that when you're running late and uh, you really need to get your seats. And then Serena arrives and Vanessa's like, Mm. cool, bye, have that chat now. And nopes out. Uh, And Dan says, I've got to tell you before everything happens, I didn't fuck Georgina, but I might as well have. And I don't know what that means. You don't know what that means. I mean, I think it's left up to the audience to make that choice, but I assumed that that meant everything but. Oh. That doesn't feel like Dan Humphrey. Yeah, but I don't feel like Dan felt like Dan Humphrey that night. Because Mm. keep in mind, what had Serena just told him she had done that morning? Fuck two guys. Well, three guys, technically. So, yeah. So I don't know if Dan Humphreys is really being Dan Humphreys at this stage. I think he's acting out. And... Maybe. You don't, you don't think so? No, I, I'm still not, not sure. Because he very much clearly said, I didn't sleep with Georgina. And we know that Dan is a bit wishy-washy about sex in general. Like we saw this when there was the whole thing mm. about him being insecure about, not, about being a virgin. Yeah. So I feel that this isn't like he didn't get a hand job under a blanket or anything like that. Like Yeah, he... tune into our dating podcast for more <laughs> I nearly said under a poncho. Because that would have been even better. Um I feel that he emotionally slept with her. Yeah, I mean 
sure. Like, I know what that means, but, like, you didn't, though. No, he didn't, but it's Dan. And that's why he's like, I might as well have. Like, he shifted in his mind. He accepted Serena and I are done. I am moving on Mm. and... I could pushing. I could have sex with this woman and not feel yeah. guilt because I'm yeah. A, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's okay, like okay, I, okay. I had the opportunity and because I'm Dan Humphrey I didn't. But I realized mm. at that point I had I the only thing stopping me was me. It wasn't mm. my connection with Serena. I think yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. saying there. But he most definitely didn't yeah. have sex with Georgina. This doesn't give Serena much time to actually process it because the ceremony's starting now, so she has to leave and she does not look pleased. She looks very upset. Mm-mm. This is where the, the yeah. sunshine has gone away. Uh, but yeah. I do love Lillian Rufus exiting the little room where she's getting ready together, like flinging opens the door. Um, we don't know what they've decided yet. And Rufus is like, Lily, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And he's like, cool, now go get married. Yeah. And you're like, oh. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I am fully on board with this. It's like theirs is the type of weird sexual friendship over 20 years that I can see myself as a band leader having. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think they both know as well, this is the right choice for right now. Hmm. Like it is not, going out and pulling off that wedding is not a good thing for anyone right now. No. Because neither of them actually want to be together right now. Well, they don't, they're not, yeah, they're not like, 100% convinced. They want to be together in theory. They like being mm. together and they love their connection mm. and their dynamic and their banter. But they also have mm. lives and those lives mm. don't work right now. Like yeah. they're not, their lives together don't work and have never worked. Mm. Would you they're say from it's two different worlds? From... Yeah, good. I'm sorry, right, I'm stepping on that there. line, yes. but I'm so excited by that. Yes, yeah, it's because they're from different worlds. Different yeah, worlds. absolutely. Yeah, mm. but I don't know, the energy between them, where they, they do truly love each other, and they just have this very easy, easy relationship between the two, that they can really just say anything mm. to each other and it's acceptable. That's That's really wonderful. I'm on board with it. Yeah. And it feels yeah. like that he will be really happy that she's getting married. That, like, she's going to be happy and that will make him happy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's absolutely. probably going to go hook up with Bex before he leaves. Hey, you remember Bex? Yeah. That that character that stood there to show that Rufus is, like, wanted by multiple women. That's right. Not just right. Lily. Yeah. Uh, so we get the little montage of the wedding. What did you think of it? Cute. Beautiful. I, Love it. Thought- Love the wisteria. Love the fact that there's the the cellists underneath the back arch. Mm-hmm. Um, very, it's very tasteful. I love the white and yellow. Uh, very, like, kind of got a spring feel to it. Uh, I also realized I didn't do the shout. So Ralph Lauren, designer mm-hmm. of uh, of um, Serena's dress, mm-hmm. uh, Vera Wang. I think I spoke about this last time. Lily's yeah, dress. Wang well done, Vera Wang. Uh, but fun fact that I also missed before that I just remembered. Uh, Blair Waldorf's dress, Australian Connection, designed by Colette Dinnigan. I don't know who that that's is. An Australian des- that's an Australian designer. Wonderful. There you yeah, go. Yeah, known for, I, back in the day, floaty florals. I have no doubt that that made at least page five news in uh, in one of our newspapers. Possibly. 
possibly even higher. Uh, it depends what kind of day it was, but 2007 yeah. was pretty quiet. So it's probably yeah. at least page five. Yeah. Um, so no, overall wedding cute. Love the little bow ties on the boys. Love mm-hmm. the like pink floral kind of there. Also, because I love the pink floral because you'll notice the pink floral doesn't match Serena's dress. Who's dressed as the bow tie that Chuck and his dad and and uh, Eric are wearing match? Doesn't Who's match wearing blends? pink? <gasps> it does. Because maybe she's destined for love and soulmates as well. I do like that she's just, she meant, she notices Vanessa arriving late. He goes, oh my gosh, as if you'd arrive late and just kind of says this to the random guy sitting next to her who does not give a shit whatsoever. Yeah. I also like that line because it, it makes it sound like it could be just about like Lily as well at this stage. Like, yeah. so you don't know if she's making a snide comment about Lily or about, I mean, we know it's Vanessa. It's very clear But like the Vanessa, person next yeah. to her could be like, chill out, it's the bride. Yeah, it's the bride. She can do what she wants. Yeah. I uh, love it. Uh, I did like the little arm squeeze that Chuck gives his dad as well. Like, yeah, also I, cute. Yeah. Shows that he's a romantic. Mm, yeah, Chuck's got a bit of growth here. Uh, so we get the reception. Dan and Serena are a little bit awkward uh, at dinner. He's apparently at the um, at the bridal party table because that's where she's sitting. Yeah. Uh, she's refusing yeah. to eat, but he wants to go and talk somewhere. And she's like, oh, how about no? How about no? And just leaves. Yeah. Uh, she knows the, bad times. Yeah. So the person watching the captain comes over to Chuck and is all like, hey, he's off doing something. And Chuck's like, cool, I have to go speak with Nate and tell him Mm. the seriousness that his dad's doing a thing. Mm. Um, And says, look, I think your dad's doing drugs again because he's outside. And that's when he apologizes for everything and says, Mm. but I was in love with her. Mm. It's like, dun, dun, dun. Big call, Chuck. Chuck is in love big call uh so nate realizes and goes uh and catches his dad outside how about catch him outside how about that Mm. um and the captain says i'm look you were supposed to find the note at home which says i'm sorry because i'm fleeing the country yeah yeah (laughs) i'm super guilty i'm going to prison for 25 years if i stick around i love it yeah you said it was fine, Dad. It's not, Nate. It's so not. It's so bad. It is so bad. I'm in so much trouble. And uh, this next little sequence, okay, this is what really bugs me. It's like they forgot who Anne Archibald really is because um, Nate's like, what about Mom? And he's like, who do you think's paying for the plane? Like, she's getting yeah. me out of the country. She's on board with me for this. Uh, yeah. And he goes, Nate, you have to step up and be the man of the family now. And Nate's all like, I've been that for a long time, Dad. And when his dad tries yeah. to stop him, he gets to punch his dad in the face. It's like, yeah. well done, Nate, finally. But then, but then he says, that's for mom. And I'm like, mm. do you remember your mother who tried to blame yeah, your she- father's suicide attempt on you lashing out? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Nate's definitely got some mum issues, like uh, yeah. one hundred and like we're all we're all on board with that, right? We all know that, right? Yeah. Well, we're Nate's all bored got with both yeah. mum and dad issues. <laughs> yeah. Nate is a poor, troubled soul, but he's keeping he it together. He is. I'm just glad he got to punch his dad in the face. Yeah, uh, it was so... good. I mean, I think we've all wanted to punch the captain in the face for a few episodes now. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been in it for a few episodes, but last time he was there, I really wanted to punch him in the face. Wait, this is the second time he's punched him in the face, isn't it? 
No. Oh no, he got punched in the face by his yeah. dad. That's right. Yeah, Nate Sorry, pun- other way. Nate got punched in the face, and then he punched Carter in the face. And ever since then, he's been right. hot PC territory. So it's finally like yeah. this is his his full arc of punching. Mm, 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 yeah, mm. like first he first it started with him getting punched by his dad, and then he punched Carter, who was like a bigger brother, and now he's punching his dad. Mm. So it's it's the mm, cycle, the cycle nice. of abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Cycle. But, <laughs> I'm boiling it down to Nate. Your mom isn't very nice. You don't need to defend her honor in this regard. <laughs> like, she doesn't no. like you particularly much. Uh, she doesn't care for Nate, which is a sad because Nate's awesome. Because Nate's well, Nate's great. Nate's great. Blair doesn't think so because uh, she's come over to see Vanessa and is a bit bitchy and is like, "Oh, where's your date?" Has Nate just wandered off? It's probably off with Serena somewhere. I mean, you know what it's mm. like to be with a guy who's in love with Serena, right? Um, which isn't isn't great for her. It's implying Dan, in it's case anyone yeah. had forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Vanessa's like, cool, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go look for Chuck because it's time for his, his speech. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Uh, and Chuck and Nate are making up. They're doing the manly handshake yeah. that gentlemen do when they have decided not to fight over a woman. Yeah. And um, they, Nate teases him a little bit, like, oh, so you love Blair, huh? Huh, interesting. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it is kind of cute. Uh, but Nate decides he's not going back into the ceremony, and Vanessa arrives and sends Chuck back in. Yeah. Uh, and suddenly it's night. Like, they are mm. literally outside in the daytime, and then we jump over to where the ceremony was, and it's nighttime. I mean, weddings happen like this. Yeah, you, you certainly they do the ones I've been to where I've been drinking yeah. heavily and it's like suddenly it's nighttime. Yeah. What the hell? What's going on out here? Um, so Dan finds Serena. She tries to leave and he stops her. Mm. Uh, she still seems to be under the impression that Georgina and Dan hooked up. That yes. there was something. But she's gonna she's just gonna yeah. forgive that. She's gonna forget that, pretend it didn't happen, yeah. repress it deep mm-hmm. down. Like you do yeah. when you're a wasp, you just repress everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because she doesn't want to break yeah. up with him. Yeah. This but, isn't broken. Absolutely. No, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, however, Dan maybe does want to break up. Mm. Yeah. And this was a very. I feel this was a very real scene. Mm. Like they're both being incredibly mature. And actually talking yeah. about the things that bother them. Because Dan says, look, you lied to me over and over and over and over. And it was really easy for you. But you yeah. had no problems with it. And you've got a weird, fucked up life. That yeah. I'm somehow caught in. Yeah. Uh, he does also, he does say he's the most understanding person in the world, which I feel is probably I love true. that line. I love that line. It's like when someone goes, I'm the nicest person. And then they like insult you. <laughs> yeah. I'm the nicest person. But you're a bit. It's, yeah, it's the same people that go. I'm not racist, but yeah, uh, it's those people. Like same, same Venn diagram. Yeah, same uh, part of the Venn diagram. And then he also points out that this isn't about her past. This isn't about stuff that she did before she met him. This is about what she did while they knew each other. Like this isn't something that she's trying to make amends for. This is stuff that she just keeps doing. She went and told Nate. And Blair and Chuck, all before she told Dan, whom she, you know, supposedly loves. 
but she feels like she just couldn't tell him it was too much and it's like no it doesn't matter she just doesn't trust him mm. uh this to me felt yeah. like dan in this situation is the npc who somehow managed to get caught in the adventurer's lives where he has been like kind of dragged along and been like hey yeah you know blacksmithing we might need a blacksmith in the dungeon so you're going to come along with us it's like D- yeah. do i have to and or he's the one that's hooked up with a, a player character who's now like no they come everywhere with me right and the dm's like oh oh no this was not my intention you know what that's exactly what happened dan was never meant to be a main character he somehow stumbled into the show and they're like oh shit now we need a backstory you know what he's gossip girl there you go he's gossip girl we're gonna to have to create oh, this whole thing for that. him and then try to fit it into the story that. we've already got it sounds yeah i'm here for it that's great yeah you say that like that's a bad thing no no i think it's great i think it's exactly what happened it's wonderful great amazing. it's a masterpiece masterpiece of writing right now did you just did you just say it I did. Did you just? I did. I found a way for it to work and I love it. But it even like took me, because I I was waiting for the like, you know, but or the like, or the, oh my God. I feel like (laughs) we need like, like, da 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 da, like really dramatic music in it right now. And like confetti cannons. And like, it's happened. It's happened. Listeners, you heard it here first. Oh my Jeremy gosh. has said that this show is a masterpiece. It's taken me 18 episodes, but here we are. It's going to be so fun You're to edit welcome. that bit out later. No! <laughs> all right, back to, back to the sad to... scene. Back to the all sad right, scene. okay, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, he does also say that the only reason he was even with Georgina that night is because he thought Serena fucked the two guys. And she's like, no, 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 I just lied about that. And he's like, that's kind of my point. Yeah, that's you weird, just... dude. Like, that's yeah. what you, that was your go-to? Yeah. Like, he almost kind of preferred if she had, because that's less weird. Um, So he doesn't know how they go back. That they're the exact same point that they were in the brunch episode back in episode three. Was it episode yeah. three or episode two? It was a while ago. A while ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And that they just haven't changed at all. Uh, and Serena's like, but does that mean that's it? If we just say, have a good summer, I'll see you at school. And he's like, yeah. And if that's not like the epitome of teen breakups, I don't know what is. It's like either it's all yeah. tears and tantrums or it's just like, I, I guess I just go now. Mm. Sad. It is sad. Yeah. Uh, you know what else I find quite sweet actually you know what is not sad Mm. actually i'm doing that again you know what's not sad what chuck speech i'd like to propose a toast my father is someone who goes after what he wants and Lily Vander Woodson was no exception. In typical Bassman fashion, his pursuit was direct and at times not exactly subtle. One thing I learned from my father's courtship of Lily is the importance of perseverance. That in the face of true love, you don't just give up. 
even if the object of your affection is begging you to. And one thing I learned from Lily is the importance of forgiveness. She gave my father the gift of a second chance, and in kind, I've watched him become someone actually worthy of that gift. And one day, I hope I'll be lucky enough to find someone who will do the same for me. For the happy couple. Oh, so cute. Give it up for Chuck Bass, who goes off the cards. He does. He goes off script. Derail, and doesn't derail and make it hideous like my past experiences would allow with Chuck speeches. Yeah. With wedding speeches. Um, it's very sweet because he sees Blair sitting there looking all pretty in a Colette Dinigan Australian designer dress. And he's like, I freaking love that girl. And... Mm -hmm. He makes it very cute. Good, 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 Chuck. I was impressed as well because he does kind of start with, this is what I learned from my dad, that you want something, you go after it, even when they tell you to stop. I'm like, mm -hmm. mm, not a great start to a, to a declaration of love, Chuck. And then he's like, goes off script and he's like, but Lily taught me forgiveness and the importance of yeah. forgiveness. I'm like, God fucking damn it, Chuck Bass. God fucking damn it. Like, He's so good. I, and he's, he's, he's not so even talking. Good. He's just talking directly to Blair. Yeah. But it and, sounds like he's talking to everyone, but she and, knows it's just her. And he's talking to Serena, who is just in tears because she can't get that forgiveness from someone she cares about. Yeah. And that's where that masterpiece comes through again. Because you got, you got that levels of who he's talking to and who they're... Yeah, it's really well done. I was very impressed with that speech. Mm. Um, there's been a couple of other shows. I think there's a eulogy in Motherland where I was like, yeah, it doesn't quite hit the mark. And they kept this short. They kept it simple. They said everything they needed to say mm -hmm. and they got out. Yeah. It was very well done. Yeah. Uh, mm. Cheers to Chuck Bass. Cheers to Chuck Bass. So when uh, Blair finds him after the, the well, when the, the dancing is going on, the first dance, mm -hmm. um, they have a bit of a talk and does he apologize for all the things that they did? Like, like outing their, their dirty laundry to gossip girl. I mean, Dan. Uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's explicitly he applied, but I think he says that we, they, we've both done some things we're not proud of. We've both done That's some, right. there's something like, yeah, we've both done stuff because they, yeah. which they have. And she's like, yeah, you told the Gossip Girl about our sex life and compared me to one of your father's horses. That's like, it, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It honestly feels like there's a missing episode. <laughs> no, there were like, those episodes where they were jarring at each other. Yeah, but there wasn't any mention of the horses. And there wasn't oh, the episode no. where they talked about Eric being Gossip Girl. And there wasn't an episode where she dated a prince. It's like... No, okay. Is there a lost episode that just was never filmed? I tell you what, do you if we get enough Patreon supporters, we'll I'll improv that episode for you, Jeremy. It'll be a one woman gossip girl show that solves all those loose ends for you in one episode. I will pay. I will, I will pay add to all, the Patreon myself to see that. I will play all the characters. 
Great. Um, and it'll be great. Yeah. Great. Um, but also, so they make up and they make out, and oh, so good. Yeah, it was pretty good. And Chuck's all like, let's take it slow this time. We're not going to just head off the dance floor and go fuck like we would have last time. And Blair's like, ooh, this is a new Chuck Bass. I'm intrigued. Yeah, this is a romantic. And then, I'm sorry, this is the next scene. Maybe it's just because, you know, maybe I'm, I don't know, feeling anxious or whatever this week. But this next scene, this little thing with Dan and Serena, this was heartbreaking to me. Oh, the dance. Yeah, because they get thrown together. He's coming to look for Vanessa, who's nicked mm. off without telling him. And the photographer, yeah. putting photographer's like, no, no, we need photos of everyone. You want to remember this night. Yeah. So they have yeah. to dance together. And then after they're done, uh, Serena's like, oh, he's gone. You can let go now. He's like, I don't want to. And it's like, oh, yeah. my heart. Yeah. Because oh. well, this is all he's wanted for so long, right? He's he's yeah. dreamt over this Serena girl for years before they got together. They've yeah. been together. They've had the highs. Now comes the low. Mm. It's just, oh, it's so... And we get that time lapse of every, all the other couples moving around the dance floor and we just focus on them. Yeah. Of, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's sweet. I just and want you those think two that's where the episode's going out. to end? No, I would have thought that's where you roll credits. Yeah, but not here. Nope, because. We get the prologue to season two. Oh, is it a prologue? Do, do. I thought it was an epilogue to this season because I was quite happy for this show to stop right at the end of the 40 minutes. I, I imagine that that scene is the end of season one and now everything here is like leading. It's like, for me, this is like you've just had the big bad battle in your campaign. They say you're a three-hour game, right? Your yeah. big bad battle's finished at one hour, 45 minutes and you've still Sorry, got an three, hour and 15 to... Three-hour game or three-hour episode of our podcast? <laughs> same same anyway three hour game um both are equally as entertaining and witty and uh yeah so then you have an hour and 15 minutes where you're like all right well, what do you guys want to do next you could do this you could do that you could do this this is happening over here you've just done this here's the little thing that's come off that and you just overload your players hmm. well i don't think it's overloading the players i think you have all these options and the players have said no we want to go back to town and we want to make sure that the the people whose crops were killed by the dragon make sure that their their house is in order, and make sure yeah. you know that shipment that was getting attacked by goblins make sure that arrived at the tavern. And we want to talk to people. Yeah. And we want to make sure everything's okay. And maybe maybe we'll buy a house. Maybe we'll set up a little shop here. That what's that's yeah. what these next ten minutes feel like to me. Yeah, yeah. Like Tight. it's it's wrapping not wrapping up those loose ends. It's just kind of going, hey, here's the next direction. Hmm. But well, we'll should just, we go we'll through the, the couples? Yeah, very, we'll I kind do of, it very quickly. I feel like it bounces around, but I'd rather kind of, I think it's yeah. because otherwise it gets, yeah. So we'll have to leave Chuck and Blair to the end because they're the most important characters now. Well, we'll do the really quick one. They're just Rufus okay. on the road. He's dreaming about Lily. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I assume got, writing more songs about Lily. Naturally. Uh, he, Jenny's got an internship. Uh, to, mm-hmm. <gasps> Where's Jenny's internship, Jeremy? It's with Eleanor Waldorf Designs. What? Does that mean she's going to have to interact with Blair again? Could that oh be drama? Gosh. I think she what? is. But apparently it's the what she's always wanted. Well, no, but she wanted an it... internship with this with this company. And then mm. she gets like, she wanted this. And then, then she gets like put out. She doesn't get a choice. It's like 
if you oh, were to I apply see. for an internship with like the Victorian government, but you didn't get to choose which, like you might end up in transport, you might end up in like health, you might end up in education, corrections, exactly. Yeah. So she's applied to this big company that organized internships, but she's ended up by a fluke with Eleanor Waldorf who herself, which also means, fun fact, more Eleanor Waldorf in, in uh, season two. Good, because I have been missing her, to tell the truth. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, she was in um, Independence Day, just uh, just as an aside, the actor. Huh, there you go. Um, all right, which couple do you want to talk about next? Uh, let's go with Dan and Vanessa. Oh, yeah, Dan and Vanessa. So they are, well, Dan is asking her all these questions about why she and Nate didn't work out. Apparently in the one week, uh, Vanessa and Nate have broken up and they're painting yeah. an apartment, which I assume is going to be Vanessa's new apartment. Uh, where she mm. lives and she's like yeah well I, you're just doing this so i don't ans- ask you questions about serena uh but they've kind of got some banter going and you can mm. kind of very clearly see in her eyes that she's totally in love with dan and that's probably why she and nate broke up uh it's yeah. not to do with anything to do with with nate it's all very much vanessa's like yeah you're great nate you're hot and apparently fuck really well i'm guessing um but she's totally in love with dan and she needs to mm. to stick with that and we get a couple of other yeah. shots with them they seem sweet i kind of like them honestly yeah i don't know sure i mean it's dan we don't really care what happens to dan yeah yeah it's like everyone it's in this fine. show is too good for dan it's like vanessa's the least objectionable at least she puts up can put up with him and he's not too judgmental about anything she does and she'll be happy so power to her yeah good for she will be very clearly more intelligent than him he'll write his little essays for the new yorker and she'll be you know international film documentarian award winner yeah yeah so that's them yeah who next who's next who you got next uh our our favorite pair of golden labradors serena and nate i love these two um serena is going to get away off to the hamptons mm. uh yeah. and runs into nate just after he's finished talking with chuck and is all like hey so maybe we oh no that's right she's like hey maybe we um spend some time alone together yeah because then but she's like yeah i'm gonna go hang out by myself and he's like yeah i'm gonna hang out by myself too and then she goes to walk away and then she's like wait if you ever want to hang out alone together in the hamptons because everyone mm-hmm. goes to the hamptons in new york of course. you should come hang alone in the hamptons i i did notice that um that's similar to what she said to to dan way back when mm. it's like hey if you want to go do nothing together yeah and hmm i'm on board with it yeah. i've been i've been pushing for serena yeah. and Nate all season yeah, look, they're a good fit too. I'm not going to lie. Like they are, this is the thing, like the same thing with Dan and Vanessa. Like I just, I just, it's so, so typical, that's all. But yes, they, they, they're cute. They, they match their golden blonde hair shines in the shun together. This is the problem um, with television. It's like beautiful here, babies. Here is two very attractive people and we'll put them in a relationship together. It's like, well, yes, but you could also interchange with two other very attractive people. It's like, well, yeah, they're all pretty much the same. Yeah. But they're not from different worlds, are they? They've both been through stuff. And they Mm. understand each other. Yeah. So that's that's good. I'm on board with that ending for them. They're not but it's also their friendship too, because all through the show we have seen the importance of their friendship. Like when the flashback to Thanksgiving, when she's all drunk and he's putting her in the 
in the bath and they're like playing around with Blair and like squirting each other with the hose. And then when he just kind of hangs out with her after Dan has to go save Jenny from whatever things she got into this week and just kind of talking. And she's like, yeah, you're a really nice guy. He's like, yep, not getting back with Blair, but thanks. And leaves. It's like they have a connection more so than just they're pretty hot people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I like that. Yeah. Now that leaves. um, We saved the best till last, haven't we? Mm. So I remember watching this the first time and yelling at my TV profusely. So here's what happens if you you have not watched the episode. We we want the meek recap of this. (laughs) There's no finger puppets this week. Disappointing. All right. So you've got, first of all, Blair, super cute vintage dress, very kind of like 1940s sailor-esque wiggle. Love it. Here for it. If Blair in love equals vintage, I'm here for it. It's amazing. Although She's I... also all super cute and thirsty for Chuck. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Her thirst for Chuck knows no bounds and she's almost gross yes. about it. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Girls being gross about being thirsty for men is one of my things that like just releases dopamine out of my head. I love it. I would normally agree, but the way way blair says it is just so not blair like serena but asks i think her, this is serena asks her what do, what does it actually take you to relax blair and she's like chuck and I'm like oh i now actually see why serena's like my ears are bleeding it's like that's not what blair says no but i think that's because usually blair is such a a put together like facade of a, of what things should be and now that she's actually in true love, because let's be real, we we don't think Nate and her, like, although they, I think they cared very deeply for each other. I don't know if it was, they ever really knew it was love or like, I think yeah. they just thought it, thought it was love. She now is with this man and is like, oh boy, and is like, oh, this is love. Anyway, so it's very cute. She's packing to go to Europe to go visit her dad. And it's very convenient that Chuck has to go to Venice, I think, or Italy somewhere. Tuscan. So they're like, oh, well, Tuscany. We'll just take private planes together. It'll be so cute. Um, and then, like, while we're in Europe, we can just hang out in Europe together. It'll mm-hmm. be cute. As you do. And so, yeah, so she's packing her bag and she's got to get the jump seat of the helicopter because she likes to be in control and be able to tell the helicopter ride what to do. And so then she gets to the to the same helicopter pad that she previously went to to run away before Serena came and rescued her. Mm-hmm. And she meets, I think he's meant to be attractive, but I don't know if I agree, but there's a supposedly, I guess, hot, witty uh, Chuck Bass employee who greets her. Oh, and is she's all like, okay. Yeah, I think because he asks if she's from the marketing team or something, right? Of right. Bass Industries. So I assume, I assume yeah, there's yeah, some connection. Yeah. Anyway, they have a bit of a banter where you're like, oh, this could be something, but Blair, you can do much better. Um, sure. Meantime, she's all she's all texting uh, Chuck all these XOXOs. Chuck checks in with his dad because he wants to see someone in love before he goes and sees his own love. Oh, so sweet. Can we point and, out this scene with Chuck mm, and his dad? Mm, or did you want to go into it in more depth? No, I don't know. I probably am going to miss it, so go for it. Okay, so this is kind of the turning moment for Chuck. Mm. Like his dad, you all season, I've been saying Bart, bad, good, Bart Bass, good dad. Mm. And this scene, I'm waiting for like him to be like, like I saw what was I saw something bad coming like you don't have happy families at this like everyone else is kind of kind of all over the place so why would this be any different mm. you know what I'm just gonna let you keep talking and I'll, I'll come okay. back to this because I come back to well it. Chuck Bass I guess tries to be good dad right because he's all Bart like Bass. oh this is so good for- Bart Bass sorry 
yeah Bob Bass is trying to be good dad because he's all like Chuck this is so good that you've got a real girlfriend with like real responsibilities because now this is gonna be so good no more parties you don't need that anymore because you've got a wife to look at or a woman to look after no more like mucking around because you've got responsibilities and you see in Chuck's face him being like responsibilities mm-hmm. no more parties my life ending scary uh, and he's getting little He's getting little texts from Blair, XOXO, or just single XO, I should say, because she's not Gossip Girl. And <laughs> what you see, though, in the background is you see, like, the suitcases and you see this beautiful bunch of not, like, like good roses, like proper good roses. And you're like, oh, he's going to give it to Blair. But then you see him have this, like, crisis because Chuck Bass is, is he can't let himself love because he doesn't think he deserves love. Mm-hmm. Um, so he self-sabotages and blows Blair off, throws the flowers in the bin and then tries to seduce Lily's interior decorator. I I will point out, does not try to. I'm pretty certain he sealed the deal right there. Sure. He he seduces Lily's interior decorator and you scream at the TV, Chuck Bass, what are you doing? (laughs) This is where I really wish I'd actually made the jingle called What the Fuck Chuck. Mm. Uh, which I and look, I, I get it. It's because he he doesn't think he deserves love, Jeremy. It's so sad because he does. Here is my problem as well. It's like where is he getting that message from? Because we have just seen you've told me you've told me with foreshadowing that Bart Bass is not a good dad. But everything mm. we have seen in this series so far shows Bart Bass tough dad, but good dad. He says he is proud of Chuck in Mm. this like he's not saying all these things to like go like freak chuck out that's all chuck he's like saying i'm Mm. proud of you everything that chuck has wanted is his dad's pride and love and he now has it and he's like oh shit oh shit no 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 i'm like because he doesn't think he deserves love even from his dad exactly so that's not on bart that's not bart's fault Okay, I'm not blaming Bart for this. Okay. Like, I guess technically okay. it's not Bart's fault right now. It will okay, be, good. don't worry. I'm sure it okay, is. Okay, it's technically not Bart's fault right now. I mean, we could also, we could say that it's Bart Bass's fault because he has brought up a child that doesn't think they're worthy of love. So what has he done to this child to get to the point where Chuck doesn't believe in love? I don't know. I think Chuck's got love. some other trauma. I mean, he was fucking Georgina when he was 12. Like, that's not well, on, that's not on we also, Bart. True. We also haven't covered where Chuck's mum is, which, yeah, I spoilers... Ghost. I feel there's other, <laughs> she's ghosted. Like she's not a ghost, she's ghosted. She just goes to the family. That explains much more than Bart Bass being a horrible dad to me. Mm. Like Chuck sure. being abandoned by his mother at a very early age and his dad just not knowing how to deal with it and trying to love him as best he can, but not quite knowing how. That explains Chuck entirely to me. Sure. But, you know, I haven't seen, well, if I have seen the rest of the series, no. I don't remember it. Well, you can, you can, you know what the good thing is now? You've got a whole long weekend here in, in our, in our town. You can watch the whole thing. I shan't. As far as I can, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, Gossip Girl ended after season one. And it was a very good season that everyone enjoyed. Uh, it ended on a good wedding. I will bring up one last point of that little couple. Sorry to, to step on Meek's toes there. Yes. But, no. uh. Blair decides, you know what? Screw Chuck. He'll turn up eventually and gets on the helicopter anyway. And yes, heads true. out with this. Um, well, she's this... going to get to her dad. Yeah, she's got to go see her dad. So there's that. Uh, but that's it. That's season one. We're done. Oh. We're through. 
However, there is one last thing that we need to do. Well, there's two last things mm. that we need to do, actually, because we will be here next week doing a wrap-up of the whole series, even though we just kind of yeah. did it a little bit. But we'll, do, we'll be more on topic for once <laughs> next week because there'll be less topic. Uh, the last things we can't deliver, Jeremy. It's true. Uh, there is one last thing that we need to do, which is something we do every week. We pick a character mm. from the show that we just watched and talk about how we would use them as an NPC or a PC in uh, one of our games. Uh, and yes. Meek, would you like to go first or shall I? Um, it's our last chance to do this. So hopefully it is our last chance to do it. Well, yeah, look, I'm going, I'm going big. I'm absolutely playing the person. You know what? This is very sick because this is the person I claimed the first week that I was going to claim every week. And then I changed my mind. So now I'm claiming her again. One, the only, the amazing, amazing and ridiculously attractive Blair Waldorf. Yes, that's um, a great choice. Yeah, just I, I, for everything, for the wittiness, for just like having that. She kind of gives me like Vexalia vibes, especially she like does. Legends of Vox Machia, Vexalia, yeah. that kind of like bitey tongue, but like truly cares about people. And like if you mess with her friends, she'll like mess you up, mm. um, but also not afraid to throw out a sharp barb here and there as well. Um, she does feel like baby Vex to me. Yeah. 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 Um, so easy enough yeah, to make her into a player character. That's it. That's yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, I now, just I, I don't even think I need to go into it too much detail. I don't. I think you do. I think the season so far has spoken for why you would choose Blair Waldorf yeah. as your final pick because you picked her every mm. week. Uh, I would like to see if you will guess who I will pick, given that it is the last episode. I really hope, seeing as you've already used the word masterpiece in this episode and the fact that you, you we want to see growth and we've seen so much growth, surely, surely you would pick none other than the formidable orange trench coat wearing, neck scarf loving, master Chuckalus Bass. Because I'm assuming that's his full name. He's in fact Chuckalus Bass. Uh, that is my pick for the week. Yay! Uh, I have picked him partly because he has had growth. Uh, mm -hmm. He's backslid a lot. Uh, I would not have suspected that I was going to pick him at the very first uh, episode. I thought he was going to be the vampire villain um, from mm -hmm. forever. I still might make him mm -hmm. a vampire villain, but to me, he does make a particularly good player character. A little bit of a tragic because he doesn't learn from his mm. mistakes. Like he's quite happy to, yeah. to fall into old habits, uh, but he does grow. And that is yeah. kind of the mark of a, of a player character that you should be able to grow, that he has these goals in mind and he sets out to achieve yeah. them. Um, yeah. He's witty. He's charming. He could make a good bard or rogue, probably rogue, a charisma based rogue mm. would be fun to play him as. I think yeah. I actually am playing a charisma-based Chuck Bass rogue at the moment who's a total piece of shit and the rest of the party wants to kill, uh, which I've just realized is very much a Chuck Bass Oh my Bass gosh, influence. does this mean that subconsciously you're playing Chuck Bass? I really hope not. I don't think... Actually, I think the current character that I'm playing is less likable than Chuck Bass, uh, which is saying something. But they did lean in with Chuck to the ridiculousness of it that he is this yeah. ridiculous hedonist of pleasure 
uh, yeah. with this soft spot inside. And I think it's that soft spot inside that makes him a good player character, that he does have certain yeah. things that he believes in. And that's kind of what you'd do as a player character for him. You'd have, he'll do anything. He'll do anyone. But there's some lines that Chuck Bass does not cross. Yeah. And that's when he goes out and he becomes an adventurer and he does right. And the rest of the time he's like, I'm going to spend all my money on booze and women and boys and everything else. Yeah. And drugs. All and... the all the fun things in life. Yeah. But it really, he just wants daddy's yeah. love. So Cute. I think there's a lot of motivation in Chuck Bass and he quite easily translates into a PC. As much as I would love to make yeah. him into a vampire NPC villain, uh, I feel that a PC well, is could... the way to go. Why not both? Do, he do, could be a vampire. Do, do, do. If Old El Paso would like to sponsor this podcast, uh, we'll take it. Will we? We will. Yeah. Uh, if you would, yes. if you would like to sponsor this podcast, you can. There's a Patreon. It's <laughs> Patreon.com/dndntvpod. Uh, there's also the email address dnd dndntvpod at gmail.com. Get rid of the at mm-hmm. gmail.com, and you've got the Instagram and Twitter. It's just at DND and TVPOD. I just like mm-hmm. saying that. Meek, where can people find you online? You can find me at, I've got two spots now, at blushing underscore bard for all your girly D&D goodness and fit outfit photos. Unfortunately, I don't have a Blair Waldorf wardrobe, but oh, how I tried. Um, but also come check out uh, at Masters of Alchemy for all your professional DM needs. Ooh. Mm. Very fancy. I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it very vague for now. But come check it out. Yes. And that's on the Twitter and the Grams. Yes. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, yes. If you enjoyed this podcast, uh, tune in next week when we will have the season wrap up. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on uh, Spotify, anywhere your podcasts are found. You can also leave us ratings on a lot of those services as well. Five stars would be wonderful because it gets us out to more listeners through the algorithm. Or you can leave reviews on places like Apple Podcasts or send us an email on the email address listed before. The best way to have a podcast spread um, around the world is if you recommend us to your friends if your friends enjoy podcasts about D or gossip girl please shoot them a link uh say hey i think i'd really like this and send it send it their way uh because yeah. be we like a really podcast that. vd <laughs> that's staying in now it just <laughs> has to that's it's, it fo- <laughs> we are it follows but for podcasts and we would appreciate it. It is the best way to get us out there. Uh, and if that's all you can support, the only way you can support, that'd be really great too. Uh, we are completely free. We are not paid by anyone, which is why we've got the Patreon, um, which we'd really appreciate if you signed up for that as well. I am rambling now because it has been a very long episode and a very long week for me. So until next time, stay safe. Thank you so much for listening. Be kind to yourself and may all your hits be crits. XOXO. XOXO. <laughs>